Good morning. Welcome back. This is the second episode of Actually You Can. If this is your very first time tuning in, welcome. My name is Stephanie Fabry. I'm a 24-year-old content creator, model, and entrepreneur living in Los Angeles. I have an amazing episode lined up for today. It is all about being in a slump. Those moments where you feel stuck, you're not moving forward, you're overthinking every little thing in your life. I have been there so many times and this is something I'm very passionate about. So I took a lot of time to reflect for this episode. I wrote a bunch of different things down on my notebook that I'm staring at right now of things I personally do to get out of these moments of feeling stuck, to get out of the slump. (laughs) The slump, gosh, I really do hate it because I'm someone that loves to be in the flow, stay in the flow, but life is unexpected. That's the reality. The only thing we can do is to respond in the best way we can at the time. Before we begin, can we just take a second to appreciate fall, the seasonal change among us. So often we just frantically go through life and we never take a second to just stop and observe. I'm not going to lie. Fall is one of my favorite seasons, probably the second favorite one behind summer. I really encourage you to go take a walk, breathe in the fresh fall air, go to a pumpkin patch, whip out that flannel, make some pumpkin bread, hang out with some friends, whatever it is you want to do, go do it and just enjoy fall. Fall is so quick and in the blink of an eye, it is going to be over. While you're going to pick some apples or whatever you're going to do, make some apple pie. That sounds really great actually. I really encourage you to think about fall and not just the means of different activities that you can now do during this time period, but also as a new chapter that you're entering into. For example, if you've been wanting to get up earlier, this is literally a fresh start handed to you on a platter. It's getting colder. People are now dressing in layers. You can feel the change in the air. It is the perfect time to start implementing new habits, starting that new mindset and just starting fresh. I wanted to share that with you because today's episode is all about how to overcome this slump, what to do to get out of this slump and kind of get back into the normal flow of life and start getting back onto the right track. I just want to motivate you. I'm telling you that seasonal changes are also a great way just to signify change in your life. Now is the perfect time to implement these little things that I'm about to share with you. And hopefully they do make an impact on you because these are things I have directly taken from my life. And when I've been in a slump and I've sat there overthinking every little thing in my life with ice cream in hand, watching the notebook, crying my eyes out. We've all been there. We've all done that. We would not be human if we haven't been in those moments of really feeling stuck and not knowing what to do next. In the first episode, we talked a lot about self-discovery. That goes directly into this because over the past year, I have really become so much more self-aware of when I am entering into a slump because I notice myself entering into bad habits, such as not cleaning up after myself, having negative thoughts, not waking up early, not being motivated to work out, not eating nutritious foods, being cranky, (laughs) not being my normal self. I really encourage you just to become a little bit more aware every single day if you start to notice patterns that are negative. Noticing these patterns early is so important. I've learned that the deeper into the slump I go, it's harder to get myself out of it. So therefore I have put together around 10 or so different things that I personally do to help with this time period and allow me to get back on track. 
So I have said this in the first episode, I'm going to say it again, out of all these little habits that I'm going to talk about in a second, feel free to accept whatever resonates with you and just leave the rest. These are all things that I personally do, but whatever works for me might not work for you. I think it's all about self-discovery. Like we've talked about in the first episode, learning what you like, learning what you don't like and learning what works for you and what doesn't work for you. Let's get into it. The first one is sleep. When I'm in a slump, I know I'm in a slump because I will hit the snooze button every single time because in this moment I'm thinking negatively. I'm like, ah, I don't really want to wake up. Things aren't going well right now. And that's the first indicator that I know things need to change. And for me, the first thing I'm going to change is my sleeping routine. So that means going to bed just a little bit earlier. I'm a night owl. I will admit that I go to bed around midnight and it is not easy for me to wake up early in the morning. I've never been a morning person. However, I know the importance of mornings for me and my morning routine. Therefore, I have found the sweet spot. It's around 7.30 wake up call. Sleep is the number one thing I will always change first. My morning routines are so important to me. And of course there are days when I'm gonna sleep in if I had a really tough workout the day before, or maybe my body just needs a little bit more recovery. But when I see a specific pattern of like two weeks straight of getting up at nine, I know something needs to change. I know my mornings are very important to me. I know I love to be productive in the morning before I go to the gym or whatever I do. The mornings are my time to get my life together, truly. Answer emails, get everything sorted. So if I am sleeping in consistently, that really does not start my day off on the right foot. So sleep is always the first thing that I will change. Alrighty, the second thing is food. Y'all, I know when I'm entering into a slump, if I'm eating out seven days a week, and trust me, this has happened. Sometimes I'll eat out every single meal. I'll continue to make excuses of why I don't want to cook. And then I quickly realize, I'm like, wow, I've been eating out every single day this week and I have never cooked once and my body doesn't feel good. I say that because my relationship with food has come such a long way. I've become a very intuitive eater. During college soccer, I will be the first to admit my relationship with food was not good. It has come such a long way. And now I finally know which foods make my body feel good and help me be very productive throughout the rest of the day and fuel me and which foods really make me feel kind of crappy. For example, a lot of added sugar to my foods does not respond well with my body. The same thing with a lot of sodium. What I mean by that is I can physically feel my body become very sluggish and not good and sometimes even really bad stomach cramps. The reason why I bring this up is because when I tend to eat out a lot, I don't obviously have control over what is being put in my food. So if I now know that I have specific dietary preferences and restrictions based on what I know makes my body feel good and what doesn't make my body feel good, I don't have full control over that when I eat out seven days a week. And listen, I'm a huge believer in just living a balanced lifestyle. Like, of course I go out to eat. Of course I go to brunch. Of course I go eat cheeseburgers. The main point of what I'm trying to say is that I know one of the biggest things that is going to help me improve my lifestyle, my mindset, is really just to make a conscious effort to cook a little bit more, to have more control over what is being put into my body. Because I'm a huge believer that food is fuel 
and it really does make an impact on your productivity and your mindset and your mood. I also just looked on thesaurus.com because I'm so sick of saying the word slump already. Like, is there a better word? Maybe entering into a negative mindset? I don't know what we could call this. Maybe just entering into a low in your life. Whatever it may be that you want to call this. Another thing that helps me is change. I personally love change. Some people hate change, but I'm someone who loves it. One of the first things I do, and I have done this ever since I was a kid, was rearranging my living space. And obviously now my apartment. So when I was a little kid, it was my bedroom. I would always move my bed in the weirdest angles and my mom would walk in the room and she'd be like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know, I just wanted to change things up. And usually that was always when I was just not feeling my best and I wanted to physically change things up so I could kind of start from a new perspective. What's interesting though, is I still do that to this day. For example, in my apartment, I'll move the couch somewhere else. Maybe I'll add some accessories. So I'll buy a mirror, I'll change the table around, I'll add some new flowers, whatever it may be, it's just change. Like you're changing your living space and you physically just feel better after doing it. I don't know how to explain it. It just boosts my mood every single time. I also think it's a little bit of the fact that I'm such a creative person and using that creative part of my brain to rearrange furniture and think of different accessories to add to my apartment and physically going to Whole Foods to get new flowers. It's all just being very productive but also being very creative at the same time and being creative just brings me so much joy. I highly recommend it if you feel like this also would be beneficial to you. Let's talk about cleaning. Do you like cleaning? Are you a clean person? Be honest with yourself. Are you a neat, tidy, clean person? Because I know myself. And I would consider myself a clean person. However, I can easily get into bad habits of not cleaning up after myself. And when my space is not clean, my anxiety goes up and that is not good. And I do not want that. So when I do notice myself getting in kind of a bad place, the first thing I'll do is I'll clean my kitchen. I will make sure all of the dishes are clean because dishes in the sink really stress me out. It always has. It's one of those things that if I know that my dishes are dirty, immediately there is some anxiety that I do have. So I'll clean my kitchen. I'll start to sweep up the floors, get everything nice and clean and tidy. And I'll make sure that my bed is made per usual. And also one thing that brings me great joy is actually to clean the walls. That sounds really weird, but I take those magic erasers and whenever I see any marks on the walls, physically cleaning off dirt from a white wall just feels so satisfying for some reason. So if you're listening to this and you're not in a good mood at the moment, maybe pause this podcast, whip out some Windex, your cleaning supplies and your gloves and get to work. Just 10 minutes of cleaning can honestly boost your mood so much. The last thing I'm going to say about this is listen, if you got some laundry on the floor right now, pick it up, put it in your laundry basket and go do your laundry. There's nothing better than having fresh, 
clean laundry. It makes you feel so good and you cannot deny that. So go do your laundry right now and come back to this podcast. When I was writing down these notes in my little notebook over here, the first thing that came to mind after I wrote down cleaning was also personal hygiene, okay? If you haven't taken a shower in five days, this is your sign to also stop this podcast. Go shower, get cleaned up, make yourself feel clean. It's always good to take a nice bath as well. I'm a huge believer in baths. If you like taking a bath, light some candles, bring your favorite book to the bathtub, maybe put some of those bubbles in the tub and just relax. Honestly, I think taking care of your personal hygiene is also so important. One thing that I like to do beyond personal hygiene is really just to make myself look and feel presentable. This is important though, because I don't do this for anyone else. I do it for myself. I'll curl my hair. I'll put on some makeup. I'll put on a cute dress. And the reason why I do that is just because I love feeling presentable. It just makes me feel like a badass person. (laughs) I love the mindset of when you look good, you feel good. You just feel like your life is together when you look presentable. And trust me, I'm the first one to admit that I love my sweatpants. I love not wearing makeup. I love just being comfortable and cozy. However, there is a time and place obviously to do that. When I know I need to boost my mood, I know I need to feel a little bit better. That is when I'm like, hey, this is the time to look presentable, to level up. Because to me, I correlate looking and feeling good with productivity. That is just me personally. I think everyone has their own opinion on looking presentable. And when I put on that blazer and I have just a little bit of makeup on, I feel like I can take over the entire world. I also think looking good and feeling good was such a big thing in the beginning of my growth journey because I did hit so many moments of having lows and feeling like I'm not moving forward. And I have just adapted to this mentality. Like I wouldn't even go anywhere sometimes. I would just do it for me. It was always just to boost my mood just a little bit so I could be productive, so I could get out of bed, so I could look in the mirror and be like, dang, you are powerful. Powerful, you are confident, you got this, let's go. This kind of takes me into the next one, which is all about doing what makes you happy. When you're in a slump and you're not feeling good, the biggest piece of advice that I could give you based on personal experience is do what makes you happy. For me, that was running, that was going to get coffee, that was exercising and taking time out of my day to make my body feel good. Also for me, that's dancing, that's turning on music, that's being that little kid again that so often I forget that she's in there. Before even recording this podcast today, I was feeling a little bit anxious for some reason. So I didn't want that anxiety to carry into today's episode. So what I did is I turned on some Frank Sinatra and I just started dancing by myself in my living room and honestly, it instantly felt better. And within four minutes, I was able to switch my mindset from I'm scared to record this podcast because I hope people like it to wow, I feel so empowered and I know this episode is going to make an impact on at least one person's life. It's as easy as that. It's as easy as turning on your favorite song and dancing, doing whatever makes you happy. Another thing that has helped me so much is just living in a state of gratitude. Open up the notes section of your iPhone and just write down five things, five people, places, things that you are so grateful for. 
this will help shift the focus back on positivity in your life. Like, hey, I already have these amazing people in my life. I live in a city that I love. I have this, this, this already in my life that I am so grateful for. It simply just shifts the focus back to positivity rather than moping in your negative thoughts because trust me, I've been there, I've done that and it's not fun. And the best way that I can get back to a state of gratitude is through meditation, through journaling and just being mindful of what I already have in my life. I just said it, but I want to touch on it a little bit more. So meditation and journaling. Those two things have become such a big part of my life. And for meditation, it's really just to calm my mind and really just have me be a little bit more mindful and present. I talk about this on my social media, but I have struggled with anxiety for years now. And meditation is still one of the best techniques that I use to help me relax and just calm my mind. Journaling, journaling is so important. And the reason why I say that is because for me, getting my thoughts on paper is so important. Sometimes I overthink so much. And for me just to put pen on paper and write down what I'm thinking and just get the thoughts out there so they're not circulating through my mind relieves so much of my anxiety. Another thing that has helped me so much is one, going to therapy and two, talking to family and friends about it. If I am at a low in my life, I am not great about opening up and talking about that to other people, but I have learned that therapy and talking to my family and friends about anything that I'm dealing with at the time helps so much. I have realized the importance of having a very strong support system. Sometimes I feel like I can take on the world and it's just me against the world, but no. I have learned that it is okay to ask for help. It is more than okay. Your support system is there to support you, to be there for you. You can rely on them. It's so important to find those people who you can trust and who you can lean on in times like this, in times when you feel stuck, in times when you feel like you're just in a funk. Just like that, we have one last thing to cover. And this one, is very interesting. I love this one. Arguably, this is my favorite little hack to share with you all. However, I think all of these that I've shared today have impacted my life so much. And truly over the past year, I have consistently been doing these things and I have seen such a difference in my life. So this last thing, I love this one so much, is all about taking action, specifically taking inspired action when you feel like you are in a funk. This one has impacted me the most when I'm in those weird transition points of life, when a new chapter is starting to unfold. But when you are starting a new point in your life, sometimes you have that feeling of, gosh, I just want things to start happening right away, but they might not be happening yet. I'm a very goal-oriented person. I love to manifest. I love to visualize what I want to achieve. During these transition points of my life, looking back now, I have always written the goals down, really visualized what I want to happen. And sometimes I'm just waiting for these things to come to me. I'm just waiting for them to fall in my lap. And that is when I get the most frustrated. I'm like, why isn't this happening? This dream I have had for months now or years now, and it's still not happening. What is going on? In these moments, I do get angry. And that itself puts me in a funk of frustration. The one thing that has helped me every single time is taking inspired action. Someone once told me, movement creates movement. 
Dreams don't work unless you do. I think there is such a balance between the visualization part of it and manifestation and being really goal oriented and also the action part. If you have this dream and you're really frustrated and you might be kind of in a funk because this is not happening yet and you're just waiting for it to happen, don't be discouraged. That might just be the sign that you are inspired and now is your time to take inspired action to make it happen. Whatever that means to you. This might be your sign to start taking action to make that dream come true. For me specifically, it was about modeling. At the time I was like, why isn't this happening? I'm so frustrated, I know I can do it. Why isn't this just falling into my lap? It was because I wasn't taking action. I wasn't creating the movement for things to fall into place. So I started to do more test shoots for free. I started to connect with photographers in town. I started to network with other models. So that was in March, 2021 of this year. I knew that my goal was to get signed to an agency, but for a few weeks, I was just moping around. I was like, I know I can do it. Why isn't this happening? I'm applying to agencies online. Nothing is moving, nothing is working. Finally, I was like, hey, maybe I should take some inspired action and just go do the damn thing. It was truly only when I started to create the movement that things effortlessly just started to fall into place. Fast forward to the end of July, when I got signed to an agency. So it was only a span of a few months, but during those few months, I put my head down and I worked. I got as much content as possible to submit to these agencies. I also think by taking action, I had proved to myself that I deserve to get signed to an agency by the hours and the hours of shooting for my book and getting content and really putting the work in. I had proved to myself like it is just a matter of when at this point I get signed because I'm ready because I have put the work in. I have put the time in. I know I'm prepared for this. I have learned so much in these past few months. It's just a matter of when. And yes, getting signed was most definitely one of the best feelings in the world. I remember just sitting there crying in my car when I got the call because I knew that I was waiting for this for months. And I knew that all that time I put into this, into my dream, was worth it. So if you do have a goal, if you do have a dream, you can make it happen. But sometimes the first step after visualizing it, after putting it on your mood board, after setting that goal is to take the inspired action. And that is it. That concludes the second episode of Actually You Can Podcast. Thank you all so much for supporting me and this new journey that I'm starting with the podcast. All of your support means the absolute world to me. I really hope you enjoyed this episode and the first episode, and I cannot wait for many more to come. I hope this was the perfect start to your week. Happy Monday and have an amazing rest of your day. See you all next week.